Praise God. Say praise God. God. Give your neighbor a high five and say, I'm glad you're here today. Come on, obey. Give your neighbor a high five and say, I'm glad you're here today. You can be gentle. Glory to God. For real, right? For real? The text? Please be seated. Open up your Bibles again to Mark chapter 4, if you would, please. Two weeks ago, we began to talk about the importance of hearing and not only what we hear, how we hear. Amen? Amen. It is absolutely essential to our Christian experience that we have a resolve and, and a determination. Resolve is absolutely essential, but having a determination that I am born again to be being transformed. It's not a one-time event. I didn't, Jesus didn't say just get saved and, and live your, your life the way you enjoy doing it. No, he said get saved and be, he said be a disciple. And the Great Commission, he didn't say go make believers. He said go make disciples of all the nations. Amen. If you're a disciple today, say I am. A disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. That means by faith, what you just decreed is that you are a student, a learner, a disciplined follower of the Lamb. A student, a learner, and a disciplined follower of the Lamb. It's not a one-time event. It's a lifetime decision and a daily experience. It's a daily experience, church, to be a disciple of Jesus. There's no such things of smoes in the kingdom, Sunday morning only. Hallelujah. We're called to be sons and daughters of God 24-7. Amen. I was born biologically as a Shannon. Every day my, my lids go to sleep, my shades come down. I'm a Shannon every day, and when they come up, I'm a Shannon biologically. Amen. When I gave my life to Jesus, I became Christianese. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Every night my bed eyes go down. Jesus, you know, Jesus ain't sleeping spiritually, but this dude, you know, I'm a Christian going to sleep. Hallelujah. How, what kind of Christian am I when I go to sleep? And then in the morning when I wake up, the shades come up. Glory to God. What kind of Christian am I today? Amen. Regardless of the vocation that I may be, God may be supplying my needs with. I'm a Christian. Hallelujah. And I'm proud to be a Christian. A Christian. I'd rather say Christian. I'm proud to be a Christian. I was raised Scotch-Irish. You noble squabber for the crumbs to fall from Longshank's table. You gave up your God-given right for something better. But no, I, got, I went from Scotch-Irish to Heavenese. Glory to God, regardless of our roots. Amen. Say, I am a, a, a citizen of heaven. Yeah, if you're born again, that's exactly who you are and who we are. I love that long time ago, Larry Norman's, <laughs> Larry Norman had a song. I was wondering if it was in my jacket. Larry Norman had a song. He was one of the first Christian artists coming into the kingdom through the Jesus movement. And he had this song about Jesus, you know, and being and about the rapture at that time. He said, we, he said this about Jesus. These are the words. He's an unidentified flying object. You will see him in the air. He's an unidentified flying object. You will drop your head and stare. And if there's life on other planets, well, I'm sure that he must know. And he's been there once already and has died to save their souls. (laughs) That was a real song. But that was a converted heart. Somebody that came out of the darkness of rock and roll and gave his heart to Jesus. And the Holy Ghost was began to teach him and instruct him and inspire him. He, oh my, yeah, he played with, oh my, anyway, glory to God. Look at Mark 4 with me. Now, two weeks ago, or actually, and again, last week, we had asked to set this Sunday apart and come dressed as ambassadors. Because two weeks ago, when we started this whole thing of hearing, for example, 
The Bible says in 2 Corinthians, Paul said, you are an ambassador. We are ambassadors of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. So is it a cute saying? Is it just a cute saying? Or is it an absolute biblical fact? It's a biblical fact from the heart of our father. And as far as God's concerned, when you get born again and you're born of the spirit of God, you are at that moment, an ambassador for the most high God. Hallelujah. Now I want to say this. You're an ambassador in training and an ambassador in being empowered. Amen. Born again. It's part of the seed. It's part of the DNA of the seed. You and I have been born of say seed. Seed is so important, and you and I need to put great value on the seed we've been born of. Paul, Peter said, you are born of an incorruptible seed now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Say incorruptible. Somebody get excited in here about your incorruptibleness. You went from pervert to convert. You've been transformed from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of, a, the, of light and the beloved son of God. We should be excited about who we are because of whose we are. It should be exciting when you have the opportunity to gather in his name. Hallelujah. What do you mean? I'm going to be with the saints on the most high God. I love the way Jesse DePlanis says it. He said, anytime that church door opens is a divine opportunity. Glory to God. To experience God's presence and glory. Hallelujah. I love it when he comes down upon us and everybody gets that fills the weighty glory of God and the doxa of God. But, oh, I love it when you reach out and touch somebody and Jesus is touching you back. Amen. He said, wherever two or more are gathered in my name, there I am in the midst. Well, how's that happen? Because Christ in you, the hope of glory. Christ in your neighbor, the hope of glory. You don't have to look far to see Jesus. You just need to look into a believer's eyes. Because Jesus said, and the Bible says, the eye is the window of the soul. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I might wear this preaching stuff more often. Mark four. Well, last week we ended with this in Mark chapter four, where Jesus said in verse 23, if anyone has ears to hear, he just got done teaching the entire. And we read this last week, Mark chapter four, the parable of the sower. Well, why theologians, and teachers all over the world say, and even Jesus says it in this parable, this is the most important parable for you to memorize and get a hold of. The parable of the sower. It is the most important parable. Now, how does that impact you when you hear that? Like, really? <laughs> is it really that important? Yes. Yes, it is. Then I better do something with it. If this is so important to Jesus and so important to my Christian growth, I need to understand it. I need to more to be able to just quote it. Yeah. Amen. I can hold up a bag of tomato seeds here this morning and every one of those seeds has the power to produce a tomato plant and a great harvest. But if I don't do something with that seed, it'll never bring forth the harvest. Amen. You and I are born of an incorruptible seed and God expects a harvest out of our lives. Hallelujah. Say God expects a harvest out of my life. I believe you. <laughs> Hallelujah. Then in verse 24, he said to them, take heed what you hear. Take heed what you hear. Again, our spirit, our eternal spirit is the ground Jesus is referring to here. And the seed, words are seeds. Whether they're right, wrong, or indifferent, they're seed. And if you give, if we, not just you, if we give our ear to the wrong seed, there are tares being planted into our life. Say wrong seed is a tear sown into my life. See, when you and I begin to, of course, we're coming out of the world. Our spirits made alive unto God, but we still have this old head and this head and the way it used to think may, a lot of it could be good, 
But there's a lot of stuff in here that has to get renovated. God wants to clean up the swamp in our minds. Man, that's a good word. You know what? Because our mind has a lot of fake news. We've been dealt a lot of fake news through our life. Amen. We have. Well, how do we get the right news? By the washing of the water of the word. Titus said in Titus 3, 5, our minds washed with the water of the word of God. Hallelujah. So you and I, you and I need to be, know not only why we, you know, what we believe, but why we believe it. We need to both need to know what we believe, what we truly believe, and why we believe it. Amen? He says, take heed what you hear. This is the master, your Lord, your Savior. See, I want to show something here. There's two types of Christians again, and I'm going to be banging this for a long time. There are two types of Christians in the earth right now. Christianity falls into two different camps. There are casual Christians and there are kingdom Christians. There's no middle ground. You're either a casual Christian or you're a kingdom Christian. Amen? Now, just by faith, which one do you want to be? Well, there's everybody, you're allowed to speak in the house. When you're asked a question from the pulpit, answer. Yeah. What kind of Christian do you want to be? The glory to God, I love it. He said in, in verse 24, with the same measure, you use what you hear. It's not what Jesus didn't say in the same measure, you memorize what you hear in the same measure. You use what you hear. Big difference. It, it will be measured unto you. And to you who hear and use, more will be given. I forget who the, I think he was, he was at least a multimillionaire years and years and years ago. We heard this early on. But he made a statement. And I forget, he was part of the Fortune 500 you know, group. Wealthy, one of the wealthiest men in the nation. And he said this, if I lost everything today, I'll get it all back. If I, if I lose everything I have today, it may take a little time, but I'm going to get it all back. Because it's because of who I am and what God has entrusted to me that produced it anyway. I'm going to get it back. Hallelujah. Glory to God. He knew who he was. The Apostle Paul said something very interesting. Of course, he traveled in ministry. He made tents. He actually had a craft. He was a five-fold apostle. Amen? He went from teacher to prophet to apostle, serving God. Taking the good news of Christ out there. And Jesus tutored him for three years in the desert. Personal tutor, Jesus. Not bad. Huh? That's a good school. Amen. I think I went up for that. Hey, honey, I'll be back in three years. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. No, Jesus would say, bring your bride. You go together. Amen. But personally tutored by Jesus. And Jesus also showed him all the things he must suffer for his name's sake. When he had the, the Damascus Road experience, doing what he believed was God. I'll tell you what, God saw something in, in Saul. God, aren't you glad that God knew you and I before we were converted? He knew us from the womb. He knew us before the womb. And he has a plan for every person in this place to be fruitful, to multiply, to replenish, subdue, and have dominion. Oh, pastor, you say that all the time. I mean it because God means it. You're, you're born from God and of God to be fruitful, to multiply, to replenish, subdue, and have dominion. 
Hallelujah. And if you think anything less, you're doing yourself harm. Hallelujah. Well, you, what do you want me to do? I want you to believe what God says in his word. Because when you begin to believe the word of God and the word, you keep the word in front of you. The Bible says this, keep the word, my words. God said to Joshua, meditate on my word day and night. Keep them as frontlets before your eyes. Those are things like, a, you ever see those women that have those things? You know, hey, hey, well, they're constant reminders. You know what I'm saying? God wants you and I to be meditating on his word. He wants us to love it, to endear it, because it is the way of life. Jesus said, I, the word and the way, the truth and the life. Why do we settle for so much fake news? And I'll tell you what, some of our own thinking stinking. Some of our own thinking is stinking when it's hostile to what the God wants to get done in our life. And we need to change it, saints. We got to clean up the swamp. Hallelujah. And we do it by reading that word, studying that word, praying in the Holy Ghost. Glory to God. There's a resolve that you and I need to have that we never had before. I live with this woman. She, I mean, she says she was, you know, kind of like miserable. No, I mean, she was grumpy. I'm like, man, Lord, I'm, I'm trying to get in tune for the spirit and studying the word. And she's like, what are we going to do? What are we going to? She's filled with passion. I'm glad I'm married to somebody that's spiritually alert. And not complacent. I'm glad to be married to somebody. I'm blessed. Hallelujah. Glory. You're blessed. You know what? Yeah, I know how you're blessed. The fact that you're sitting in the audience here today, that we're, we're all in the audience. There's no big eyes and little U's in here. The ground's level at the foot of the cross. Amen. Amen. We need each other. We each have a function in the body of Christ and we're to be fruitful, replenish, multiply in the function that he's entrusted to you and I. I am convinced from the beginning to the end right now, more than ever in my whole Christian experience, our tenure on this earth is all about stewardship. 100% about stewardship, stewardship spiritually, stewardship uh, intellectually, stewardship physically, stewardship monetarily. Filled with the word of God, filled with the light and life of God, passionate like to walk in Jesus' footsteps. See, you and I, we, we, we have to be so careful. Casual Christianity is a yoke. It's bondage. It's half dead. It's lukewarm at best. Carol didn't share this one. Brianna came back from Cal. She was in California, uh, our daughter, granddaughter, in that leadership conference. She was there three days of three weeks. And she talked to us and she said, my mom and pop up. I didn't realize how lukewarm I had become. Hallelujah. Say Hallelujah. That's awakening. Amen. Being in that environment where truth is being preached and taught. How are you hearing even what I've said so far today? Is it Ray Shannon putting on a show? Is it Ray just inspired? And you know, you're just here watching to see you be entertained. No glory to God. I'm holding sacred truths in my mouth and this in my heart this morning. The king's heart is in the hand of the Lord and he directs it as he does a river. God almighty, Jesus, the, the apostle pastor today wants to speak into your life and excite you, inspire you to make a difference in your own life. How can you help others until you're helped yourself? Help yourself for goodness sake. His name is at stake. You are his representative. Hallelujah. We're ambassadors of the Most High God. Carol touched on it, and again, I don't care how many times we have to say it until you get it, until we all get it. Every time I say it, I get a little more. What is an ambassador? The highest ranking official sent from one nation to another. Don't look at your status as man would say. What does God say? What does God say about you? Hallelujah. <laughs> the Holy Ghost penned through Paul. All have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Mercy is you and I not getting what we deserved. All mankind. Amen. 
grace is you and I getting what we didn't deserve. Hallelujah. But it isn't just to get us forgiven. That's, I mean, that's amazing. Every sin you repent of under the blood and cast into the sea of forgiveness. Do you remember reading that? Aren't you glad that God chooses to forget our sins? But the devil don't. God does. Devil tried to accuse you and bring up your past. Amen. Right? Anybody ever have that? Something from the past comes up on the screen, comes back in your memory. You weren't even thinking about it. It just comes in. And you start to feel like, wow, I'm not really that worthy. No, his blood made us worthy. His blood justified you and I to be sons and daughters of God. What kind of sons and daughters are we? When he, and I, I started saying about this. Casual Christians want Jesus as Savior. But he, he didn't say, I'm just Savior. If you want me in your life, this is, well, I don't come in as just Savior. I am Lord. Now, the freedom here is that you have a choice to make. Heaven or hell. Satan or Jesus. Come on. Come on. Who are we following? I'll tell you what. If we're not, and I'm just going to say it. You and I have to have a resolve. I'm going to love him with all my heart, soul, mind, and strength. I'm going to change from, from August 12, 2018. My Christian devotional life is going to change starting today and tomorrow. I'm not going to be the same man or woman that I am coming into good news today. I'm going to change my life tomorrow because I'm going to put my actions to work. I'm going to put my faith to work. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now I want to say this. That here's the glitch. In, in the 70s, there was such an outpouring of the Holy Ghost. Say outpouring of the Holy Ghost. Say it. Say outpouring of the Holy Ghost. Who wants another outpouring of the Holy Ghost? It's coming. It's coming. It's going to be a tsunami when it hits. Glory to God. But you know what? Half the church is going to be sleeping when it hits. Half the church is going to be ready for that tsunami. They're going to have their boards ready. Hallelujah. I'm not going to get overtaken by the tsunami. I'm going to ride this bad boy. Come on. And the Bible says this to prophets. Several prophets have had this vision. They have seen the tsunami hitting the earth, covering the entire earth. And the tsunami waters is the church reaching out to the harvest. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Carrying the good news of Jesus Christ. Bringing the kingdom. Saints, we must bring the kingdom to people's lives. What is the kingdom? Love, peace, joy, the fruit of the Holy Ghost. But it's also healing, deliverance, bless God. Jesus said in Mark 16, you know the words. These things you'll do in my name. The very first thing listed is cast out demons. Hallelujah. Now, cast out demons. We're not called to, to fear demons. Demons actually fear us. But if they, can, if they can keep you and I a prisoner to Hollywood. I mean, they got some ugly critters in Hollywood. It was the exorcist that pushed me over the edge to get saved. I don't want none of that Linda Blair stuff happening to me. It, that's, it may seem crazy. That movie, and please don't watch it if you've never seen it, was so demonic, but it pushed me over the edge. Because I knew it was real. Because we are having supernatural things on the wrong side. Come on. I had more faith in Satan at that point before I got saved than I did God. And don't ever think for a minute this demonic supernatural isn't real. It's very real. But I want to say this. The kingdom of God is greater real. See, you and I need to understand spiritual things. We need to walk in the spirit. We have to begin to see what God sees. 
And God wants you and I to see it. But listen, it doesn't, it's not casually given to you and I. It's not casually given to you and I. It's available for everyone in here, the, the secrets of the most high God. But you know what? They're not cheap. And what he, the price he paid for you and I to have access to the good news of Jesus Christ, to have access to the secret things of the heart of God, isn't cheap. He's looking for a covenant. He's looking for people of covenant, not a people that have exchanged one religious practice to another. He doesn't want you just doing your duty. Amen. Come on, I'm preaching good. He wants you and I to be sons and daughters of God. Romans says that creation, all creation is groaning for the sons of God to come forth, male and female. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The weoi, the mature ones, the ones who know how to love him with all their heart, soul, mind, and strength. The ones who know how to go to the garden. Listen, you want to grow in Christ, you and I need to learn how to go to the garden of Gethsemane. God, what do you want from me? I want everything of you. I don't want your Sundays. I don't want your Monday night prayer only. I don't want your midweek. I want you 24-7. That's what God wants. He's a king. He's not a politician. He's not a Democrat. He's not a conservative. He is God Almighty Elohim. See, there's so much... You and I need to get renewed in. If we've been bought with a price and Paul, you know, you've heard it. But my God, the Holy Spirit wants you and I to get it and hold it and embrace it. I am no longer my own. I belong to him. I've been bought with a price. I made a choice. I didn't realize when, listen, when you got saved, when I got saved, I didn't realize everything was coming down with it. I knew I needed a savior. And with the spirit of God leading me and guiding me and revealing to me who that savior was. By faith, I saw a changed life. Listen, I saw a changed life. It was my cousin. You've heard this before, but hear it. Someone that I, I knew like a brother. And he was so transformed by his salvation experience. Transformed. He still had hair down here. On the outside, he's, you know, his, no, not his, his demeanor changed. He still looked the same. Mongolian chick magnet. I mean, my man was awesome. But he had a smile on his face after he gave his heart to Jesus Christ. He was pure. Changed. He had repented of his sin. He turned his back on drug, sex, and rock and roll and said, Jesus, I am yours. And when he came around me, he didn't come up and say, hey, you filthy thing, you heathen dog. You need to get saved. No, he came up and said, Ray, can I share something with you? Open up 2 Corinthians 5.17. Billy, what has happened to you? Any man found in Christ is a new creation. The old passes away. Behold, Maria, all things are new. Behold, everyone in here, if you truly gave your heart to Christ, all things become new. It's not so hard letting go of those things that once had us. My God... In my life was my guitar. That may seem silly. I loved my guitar. I loved rock and roll. It became a God of my life. It took Carol's place. It took my children's place. It took God's place. God was last building. What was your God? Every one of us had a God. And that God 
that we give up, and that idolatry we let go of. The Bible says when Jesus, Jesus himself was tempted after 40 days, said that Satan left for a season because Satan was coming back again. The devil prowls around the earth, the scripture says, as a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. One victory doesn't mean the war's over. Come on. Say one victory. I mean, it puts a leap in your step. Glory to God. But rejoice in the victory. Absolutely. But understand that you have victories to accomplish every day. And there's a war we are in. You know, Carol was talking about, Pastor Tim was talking about the picnic. Fellowship times. They're so precious and important. But you know, I remember... In the, in the military, when they're in war, they are released out of that for like two-week increments for R&R, rest and relaxation. Because they have to defrag. You have to get them out of it to defrag and regroup to go back in it. You and I are in a war. There are times to defrag in the glory and in the presence. Hallelujah. Come on. Well, hallelujah. Let's get back here to the word. Whoever has, to him more will be given. Take heed what you hear. Behold what you hear. Beware of what you hear. Look on to what you hear. See, perceive what you hear. Jesus is revealing something to us. And that is outcomes of the sower. Amen? Amen? Remember? Number one, if we allow the birds of the air to steal the seed of the word of God, there is no harvest. And I want to say this, because I didn't communicate it last week. What the devil steals is the voice of the devil coming to you and I. Him stealing the seed that falls on the ground, on the wayside, is the devil's voice trying to steal the seed. Come on. Secondly, if we hear the word emotionally, we will lose it and there's no harvest. That is the voice of the flesh. That is when the word goes on shallow ground. We get excited about it when we hear it. Amen. Woo! Glory to God. Hallelujah. It has no root in and of itself because we didn't guard that seed. Say process. There's a process, and God put it in nature for you and I to get it. Like, hello, McFly, is anybody home? It's the same thing in the spirit. God, Jesus, used natural things to say, to communicate something to you and I. Seed has to be planted. It must be watered. It has to have, it must be protected. Amen? Right? And cared for. Thirdly, the word that is, goes among thorns, the thorns grow up and choke the word. Didn't say kill the word. They choke the word and deny its ability to produce a harvest. That's what a weed will do. Amen? So there, what's going, what's going on there? That's the voices of the world. Other things. Deceitfulness of riches. Creep in to what? Choke out the production of God's promise in your life. See, we believe, you know, the Bible says that, and we know it. All the promises of God are yes and amen in Christ Jesus. We love to read the truths of scripture and the promises of God. But yet we're not willing to do the work to see it become a reality. Come on. There's more than just hearing something and just saying it. You and I have to delve into it. A student, a learner, a disciplined follower of the Lamb. Hallelujah. Glory. And the fourth one, the fourth outcome of the sower sowing the word is those who hear, accept, and bear fruit. Reap a harvest 30, 60, and 100 fold. Hallelujah. All four conditions hear the word. 
Every time, listen, every time you sit under the teaching or preaching of the word, one of these four things is going to be activated. How precious and important is the word you're hearing today? I'm going to say it this way. Maybe your life depends on this. What's it take to raise the bar? Wake up. Oh, I love to, I like to hear the preaching of God's word. I love to hear the teaching of God's word. What will you do with it today? What will I do with it? Bless God. Amen. Mark 4, 26. We're going to go there. What time is it? Holy moly. Carol said, holy cow, the other day, said only in India. <laughs> uh, I'll tell you later. It's, under, it's on the mile. Mark 4, 26. Jesus goes on from that parable of the sower and communicating how urgent it was. He said that if you don't get this parable, how will you get the others? Jesus said about the parable of the sower, guys. If you don't get the parable of the sower, you're not going to get any of them. So I would say that this quad qualifies to be quantified in our understanding. Amen. Verse 26, he said, the kingdom of God is as if a man should scatter seed on the ground. Next verse, please. And should sleep by night and rise by day. Remember I said if you had a bag of seed and you hold it in your hand or you put it in your pocket, it does nothing. It has the capability of supplying your need and being a blessing to others. Are you with me? Amen. You plant a whole bunch of tomato seed or corn, what's going to happen? You're going to not only be able to feed your family, feed your livestock, and sell it in the market. Come on. Amen. Be a blessing. And this man scatters seed on the ground, and he goes to bed at night, rises up by day. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And the seed should sprout and grow. He himself does not know how. For the earth yields crops by itself. First the blade, then the head, and after that the full grain in the head. But when the grain ripens, immediately he puts in the sickle because the harvest is, has come. What do you believe in God for? Based on the word. And not necessarily, you know, a lot of times we're saying, God, we're praying about our wants. But how about a different way of praying if we're disciples of the, son, of the Lamb? And if God is our Father, how about, Father, what do you need? How about we grow up in our prayer and say, Father, what do you need today? He said, if we seek first the kingdom and all its righteousness, everything you and I need will be added. So maybe we've had thing, the carp before the horse. How about that, sons and daughters of God? How about going to God in prayer? Now, that doesn't delegitimize the importance of praying and about things that are necessary. But prioritize praying. Father, what do you need today? I'm your son. I'm your daughter. I'm not my own. I'm yours. Glory to God, and I'm your ambassador. Who do you want me to communicate the kingdom with today? And How? Now, Lord, I, I've been in pipe fitting for a lot of years. I was a pipe fitter. But when I went to the pipe fitting construction site, I was not my own. I had an employer, but I let my employer know. I said, I appreciate your you know, being an, my employer, but I want to know that you want you to know this respectfully. Jesus is my employer, and he's chosen you to be the vehicle. 
But I understand with that, sir, that I need to have a great work ethic and produce for you. What kind of employee you want? What kind of employees are you in the workplace? Who do you work for? Who do we work for? The king of kings, lord of lords. You think about it. Think about the life of Joseph. All the hardships that man incurred. Had the robe of many colors. Had dreams from God. Blessed of all his brothers. Come on. What do they do? Throw him in a, a cistern. Take his cloak of many colors, kill an animal and cover it with blood and tell the father that he's dead. And they sell him to slave traders. You talk about rejection? Huh? Huh? What did he do? Everywhere he went, everything he did, he served Potiphar, the governor of the Pharaoh. Come on. Amen. Serving him. Everything he touches prospers. My man has been gone through total rejection of all his brothers. Exiled through slavery. And everything he puts his hand to is blessed. Because he kept his heart right. Listen, you can go through strong adversity. And many people in here, you may be right now. I'll tell you what, get the heart of Joseph. I was sharing, Jeremiah, we're looking at about David this past week, talking about David. And God's report about David is, I have found a man who has my heart. Even with the mistakes he made, saints, in life, he found a man who had his heart. Are you a man or woman today that ha he has your, you, you have his heart? See, God wants you and I to kick it up a notch in our value systems. He wants you and I to absolutely value our king. Father wants you and I to value the price he paid for you and I. He wants us to value the blood. He wants us to value the Holy Ghost. He wants you and I to value the word of God. Amen. Well, hallelujah. We can have confidence in all of God's promises. They too are seed. Amen. How many know who we're, you've heard of Oral Roberts before we we're getting on the tail end of this one. Oral Roberts made this statement. You may want to write this down and think about it. He said, a seed or Roberts made the statement. A seed is better than a sale. A seed is better than a sale. S-A-L-E. What do you mean by that? What do you think it means? A guy with a third and fourth grade education building the city of faith. Or Roberts University. Criticized by a lot of Christians. All he said, man, asking for his money. God gave him a mandate and he's throwing that out to the body of Christ. He didn't twist anybody's arm. He let people know what the opportunity of, of advancing the kingdom was. Fourth grade education at best. Third, almost died of tuberculosis, miraculously healed. It, you and I wouldn't have chosen him, would we? But God said, there's a man after my heart. A seed is better than a sale. Because I'll tell you what, with one seed, a sale's done and over. One seed can absolutely produce enough for your life on earth if you take care of it right. Say seeds. Tell your neighbor it's seed time. <laughs> Remember, don't ever forget, you and I are spirit beings. I'm going to close with this.
You've heard it intermittently in this house. Write down the definition of a spirit because you'll find out what your makeup is and what our makeup is. A spirit. And I got, I got this through a lot of study from John four twenty four when Jesus met the woman at the well. And he said, the hour is, she, he said, the hour is coming when people will not worship in the mountain or the temple, but they'll worship it in spirit and truth. And the Holy Spirit took me into this trip of studying that word spirit. Well, how do I worship him in spirit as a spirit being? And this is what the word spirit means. Get this, saints. This is who you are. This is our composition. Spirit is an essence. And you want to put in parentheses, a heavenly material. Spirit is an essence. Void of matter. It's not earthly. Hallelujah. Well, possessing the power. Spirit is in essence void of all matter, possessing the power. Now listen, this is how you and I are created. The power of knowing. Write it down. This is the real you and the real me. God created you and I in, as an essence, a heavenly material. Our spirit's eternal. Amen? Made in the image of God. Possessing the power of knowing. Secondly, desiring. Desire. Thirdly, the power to decide. And fourthly, the power to act. power of knowing, desiring, deciding, and acting. No wonder the devil wants us to stay out of the word because he knows that if you and I begin to get knowledge of the word of God, that knowledge is going to create a desire in us. Oh, when's the last time you said, oh, if I could only be like Jesus, Jesus, if we could only be like you. I'm not worried about the greater works. I want to do the works you did. Am I alone in here? (laughs) Come on. Knowledge. But listen, guys, this is what has happened in the transformation from light to darkness. The knowledge we had of darkness created a desire in us. The Bible says sin is pleasurable for season, but its wage is death. Amen. It's pleasurable. The Bible tells you right up front. It's very honest with us. Hey, sin is pleasurable, pleasurable to your flesh, pleasurable to your soul. That's not renewed, but there's a battle going on. If you're born again, the spirits at enmity with the flesh. Come on. How do we get, how do we handle this thing? You are a spirit being. I am a spirit. I have a soul and I live in a body. My spirit is designed by God to rule and reign in this life. But it needs the food of the word of God and the light of scripture and the power of the Holy Ghost to live it. Hallelujah. And the good news is you and I get it by default as sons and daughters of God is available. We just need to live it, believe it, do it. (laughs) Amen. I don't have time to get in the word. You're a liar. You're lying to yourself. Bible didn't say, I mean, how many times have we said it? Oh, if I only had more time. Come on. I can look at everybody in here. I bet you every one of you said it. I said it. If I only had more time. John Wesley. I think the, the Wesleys, there were 12 siblings or more. 
the mother made time for every one of them to put spiritual truths into them and spend time with them, to make them understand that they were important, that God had a plan for their life. She still got up early enough to get her devotions in. She trained her flesh. Now the Bible says this in Ephesians 5, you, my sons and daughters, redeem the time. Say redeem the time. That means manage it. Steward it. Steward time. There's 24 hours in a day. Glory to God. Hallelujah. How will you and I steward it? Oh, you don't seem so legalistic. No, I'm trying to help you and I wake up and smell the coffee. Smell God's coffee. Bible says in Romans 5, 17, if death passed to all through the one, how much more shall you and I rule and reign through the one Jesus Christ? I'll tell you what, Jesus managed time. Time did not manage him. John said at the end of the gospel of John, he said, if all the things Jesus did were written down in books, there wouldn't be enough books to contain it. Three and a half years of, of books, of works. And there are books being written about you and me. Don't ever forget it. Don't think for a moment it's not happening. There's journals. Angels are keeping journals of not only what we hear. They're keeping journals on our attendance, on our love for God, our love for one another. Don't you kid yourself for a minute. Don't think you, you and I can hide anything from God. When nobody's around, you're all by yourself. God is there. <laughs> Let me see if I can get away with this. God is there. <laughs> you're a spirit being. You and I must be transformed, guys. But it's a choice. How are we hearing the message today? First of all, why hear it? Because faith comes by hearing. Amen? How do I hear it? Did you stay up real late watching something stupid and you're here this morning and real tired? Lethargic? Apathetic? When you come in to sit in the assembly of the saints... Regardless of who the gifts of the spirit flow through, it could flow through anybody in this room. But are we spiritually attuned to, to receive what God has to say through any vessel in the house? Are you with me? How do we hear? I'm, I'm going to be really honest. The way this has come out, I, that's not planned. It's Holy Ghost Turbo Boost. I'm convicted by what I'm preaching. Amen. And you know what? I'm leaving this way. I'm leaving the, I'm going to leave today happy. Because you know what? I can see now more how much it pleases the Father that we believe. That we hear how he wants us to hear. Because you know what? If your life is still yours, you're Lord. If your life is yours, you're the Lord of your life, not Jesus. Man, I feel the Holy Ghost today. It's absolutely true. Lord means, first definition of, the, of Lord is Master. Is Jesus the master of our life? Or are we? Please stand. How do we hear? What do we hear? Why do we hear it? How do we hear it?
Carol and I have such an urgency, and I have to say in that order, because we're two different individuals, and I got things that I'm usually thinking about, kingdom things. But the urgency of the hour that we're in, and she shared it, she needs to give us some downloads of what's going on with the kingdom of God and for the body of Christ. And she's, the Lord's ministered to Carol and put things in her to help alert us and prepare us. Say prepare. There's things coming, church, that are going to just come. But God speaks it and reveals it. He does nothing in the earth unless he reveals it through his prophets. And he wants to reveal things to us so that we're prepared for no matter what comes down the pike in this nation. Because I'll tell you what, we knew that Donald Trump is in here for four years, and they have been trying to impeach him. God put that man in office, saints. I don't care if you're a Republican, Democrat, Independent. He put him in there first and foremost for Israel, but for this nation. And God revealed that this first four years, the, at least the first four years, it is a grace period. Jim Caviezel said to us, he said, persecution is coming to this nation through the gay community, most and foremost. They may seem like a minority, but you can wait till it starts coming into the church. And yeah, Jim Caviezel told us, he said, the church is not ready for the persecution that's coming. And God is saying through many Christian leaders, church, get ready. Because guess what? The rapture ain't going to happen to get us out of some of this stuff. We're going to have to walk through stuff. If Paul and Jesus had to walk through stuff, you and I are going to have to walk through stuff. And we're going to need him and we're going to need one another. Praise God. He's cleaning up the chart. He's going to clean the swamp. You know what? This this stands out to me so much. And I'm not going to get into... I'm not going to get into it on, at all, but the uncleanness that's in the church, the compromise to be culturally re- relevant, their pornography, sexual addictions, um, addictions, of all kind. addictions of all kind. One of the biggest things is, is living with a partner and you're not married. Church, that is so big. That's like yeast growing in a church right now. And I just want to say it cannot be. It cannot be. Because you can't live in the fullness that God has you living in a place of sin. Homosexuality, allowing these things, the things that I see on TV, even on Hallmark, advertisements in Hallmark, and I saw two guys with each other. It's real quick, guys. It's so fast. The flash is so fast. And a guy sitting on a sofa and a guy sitting on the floor with his hand on his knee. It was like, like this. Let me tell you something. It is so impure. And we can be seduced by it by doing nothing about it. Come on. And this is where we need to start going forward, church. And we want to help you as God helps us. As God opens us up and how we go about it. And we're going to do everything we can. And this church is not insignificant. I don't care about the size of the church. I don't. And a lot of other ministers have said that to us over the years. Why are you guys still here when you can have a larger church somewhere else? Because they knew what, what was in us. It's because God put us here and I will not murmur against New Jersey. Amen. 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 Tired of hearing it? Because what you did is join ranks with the powers of darkness. I'm done with hearing it. So don't bring it to me. Don't say it because you won't get a nice reaction from me. I might just walk away so I don't say anything. Okay? God loves New Jersey. Yeah, he does. You know what's in New Jersey? People. People who need Jesus. And everybody wants to see the power of God and wants to see the gifts of the Spirit. Well, why aren't you operating in it now? Why aren't you moving in it now? 
Do you hear what I'm saying? Do you see how the, the power of darkness can just be a weightiness on us where we start to yawn at things? And it becomes a part of our life. And we're not recognizing it. And God wants the turn, I believe this, to give a new facelift to New Jersey. Hallelujah. It's called yes. New Jersey, not the devil of New Jersey. Not the mascot of New Jersey, Jersey Devil. That there's thing's there's gonna, gonna get, be a new mascot. Come on. Yeah. It's not that gonna be the gonna Jersey change. Devil. My husband has a hard time even saying um deviled eggs. I said he heaven eggs. Them, he calls them angel eggs or heavenly eggs. As long as they have paprika. Yeah, paprika eggs. He does. Why are we calling them that as Christians? We adapt to it. Do you see what I'm saying? And it's like we are ambassadors. We're ambassadors of the Lord. And that's always been. We're going to push through. We have no quitting sense. <laughs> and none of us are going to quit. Nobody in here is going to quit on the king. Amen. And everybody around you should know one another's needs in the spirit. Not, I'm not talking about trying to look for dirt in people's lives. Amen. People used to think I'm very prophetic because I know stuff about them or know stuff because you were on Facebook or on this or on that. It's like, you know what? And stop posting things on Facebook. Yeah. That's the other thing. How about don't go on Facebook? <laughs> yeah. There's, there's things, there's things that got to change up. But listen, God is on the move. He's and on he's, the move. What he's doing. Amen. When I heard, I'm listening to this message today. It was preached here over and over again. But I'm hearing a shifting in the anointing. That's what I'm hearing. The teacher. Yeah. Who is the Holy Ghost. For what? To prepare us. Yeah. Because we are strong. Amen. We can change. Absolutely. Be because of the greater one that's in us. We can be transformed. I ask for that all the time. Change me, Lord, from glory to glory. Me and from glory to glory is more of his, of his presence being revealed. Yeah. When I go from one level of glory to the next, there's more of his presence being revealed, and little do I feel. Mm. It's not me. It's him. Yeah. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. Grab your neighbor's hand Hallelujah. if you would. Because we are the body of Christ. Amen? Hallelujah. Father, thank you that you've entrusted to us treasures in the in the scripture treasures of love for one another and the treasure of your presence filling this place lord truly it is the hour of transformation of a shift in our thinking a time for a paradigm shift in our thinking and a resolve in our hearts forgive us for being at any time casual christians lord and holy spirit truly help us your word says godly sorrow works repentance. And Lord, break our hearts with the things that break yours. Yes. And empower us with your grace yep. to have the resolve and the courage to be the true witnesses, those who have received dunamis power, carrying your love, your life, your light, and your anointing to those around us. Thank you for healings and miracles here that have occurred and for all those that are waiting to happen, yes. may they happen through Thank every you, vessel in this house Hallelujah. out of love and faith in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Amen. Father, I, I pray for the gifts of the Spirit to be activated in people's lives, Father, that while they're out and they're taking your kingdom, <laughs> your rule, your righteousness, Lord, Woo. ministering your love and grace to others, that the gifts of the Spirit would be released, Father. Your kingdom will be established, Father, wherever they go. I thank you, Father, that your anointing is, is getting stronger and stronger. Woo, yes, Lord. And the anointing of the teacher is getting stronger in us to teach us, Lord. We thank you, Father, for all the things that you have done. We bless your holy name for that. All the things that you're going to do, we bless your holy name for that. Amen. 
We thank you that you are preparing an army of saints here, Father, Ooh, and yes, across Lord. and in the body of Christ that will be able to stand in these times, Lord, and they will stand strong. And, and Father, that the adversity wouldn't even affect them whatsoever. But we are learning how to walk through the adversity, Father, because you, the wind behind us is pushing us Praise forward God. and the glory is in oh, the midst. We thank you, Father, for your mighty angels that surround every one of us and bring divine protection over us. I thank you for the promises of Psalm 91, Father, and we just release that right now over every one of us, Father, that all the promises in Psalm 91 are ours for the taking and ours for grabbing hold of and ours for confessing it and establishing it. I thank you, Father, for the precious blood of Jesus Christ that thank covers you, us. Hallelujah. And we call upon that precious blood of Jesus all the time. And we thank you for the name of Jesus Christ, which is holy in our life. And that we use that name. And, Lord God, the promises are released and the glory is released and angels are activated. And powers, demon powers, are held back and pushed back in Jesus' Hallelujah. name. We thank you, Father, you have given us so many weapons, Lord God, and our arsenal is full, Lord God. And Father, what we carry inside of us, Lord, that there'll be revelation upon everything that you have placed in us, Lord. For such a time as this, you have called us into being, Father, that we would carry out your kingdom purposes, Father, for this hour, and the needs of others will be met in Jesus' mighty name. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Thank you. We all thank you and praise you for your glory and your honor, Lord. We give you glory and honor in yes, Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. And the saints said, Amen. Amen. God bless you. Give glory Jesus praise, God. please. Yeah, before you go, give Jesus, give Jesus a, an ovation. Lord, we love you. We bless your name. God bless you. You're released.